Right. Let's do the math. Our service mission here was supposed to last 31 souls. For redundancy, they sent 68 souls worth of food. That's for six people. So for just me, that's going to last 300 souls, which I figure I can stretch to 400 if I ration. So I got to figure out a way to grow three years worth of food here on a planet where nothing grows. Luckily, I'm a botanist. Mars will come to fear my botany powers. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. This week, we're discussing the film that put poop potatoes on the menus of fine dining restaurants everywhere, starring Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, and directed by Ridley Scott. It's 2015's The Martian. I'm Jason. Oh, uh, uh, I'm Red. We watched The Martian? Yeah. Rob, you want to say hi? Uh, I'm Rob. (laughs) Trick question. Do I want to say hi? No, no, I don't. I want to say Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Well, by the time you know, this comes out, Christmas is going to be long past. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Feliz Nueve Años. Feliz Nueve Años. Let's, uh, let's do some news. How about it? Cool. News. What do you got this week, Rob? Um, there was news. There was? There was. News. Yeah, lots of it. And what news do you have uh, this week? Well, I got, I got two things. I got two things, all right? So, Hellboy trailer was released this week. Yes, it was. Well, wait. Well, wait. there Hellboy, <laughs> Hellboy trailer was released uh, like two weeks ago. Uh, say I'm, I didn't find it till this morning. Thanks. Well, I'm doing it in like uh, like you know past tense because this is an old uh, whatever. It's gonna gotcha. be aired later. Yeah. Anyway, trailer came out. Uh, it looks kind of interesting. Uh, a lot of people have said it is. It looks like it's gonna be more um, action oriented as opposed to what the other Hellboy was at. Um, and then also some people, of course, you got the other people who go, I ain't going to see this shit. Uh, the only good Hellboy is the Ron Perlman Hellboy. This is shit, 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 shit. You know, and then they're going to go watch it and be like, oh, my God, have my babies. <laughs> is that what they're going to say? Just like that, I right? think so. I, I, think so. I, I almost feel like we should charge him for some therapy here. Huh? <laughs> I think so. Wow. And then, yep, yep. And then, uh, so so there was that trailer, uh, and then also the MIB International, that's the title of the movie, MIB International, mm-hmm. trailer was released. It, Not to be yes. confused with the international MIB International trailer. Right, right. Yeah, right. Um, it was released. Uh, come to find out, it's not necessarily a reboot. They finally got, like, full-on confirmation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's going to be new characters. Uh, yes, because they show they show a whole thing of you know, uh, J yeah, and K are gone. It's off it's doing an something ex- else. Yeah, it's an extension of the universe. Um, right, right. It's going to take place in London. Jolly good. Uh, it's got Tessa with Thompson. Thor. No, Thor and Valkyrie. Yes, Thor, yep. Valkyrie, and uh, uh, Taken. Taken's also in it. Oh, that's right. I've got a certain set of skills. Yes. And it's kicking alien ass. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, technically. That, it's, it's coming this summer. It looks absolutely incredible. I've got Fergie's, Fergie's London Bridge stuck in my head now because I just watched it today. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, technically, uh, Marvel could do a crossover with this uh, and have Thor and Valkyrie. That could be their day job. You know, after the snapping had happened. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. No. They're aliens. It'd be fine. No. No. That's all I got. All right, Just what do you got, Just trailers. Well, I had the thing on Hellboy. Ha <laughs> ha. We really ought to coordinate. <laughs> no, it's more entertaining when you have to check and, off all well, your stuff. There is that. Uh, I have the other no one news. I got. The other one I got is science news, but nice. it was off my sci-fi wire that I that I like going to the sci-fi wire web space, and it was speaking of actual colonies and uh, trips to Mars with our astronauts uh-huh. and the dangers of dementia caused by cosmic rays, which is really. Kind of uh, apropos for the movie that we're reviewing today. Yeah, Ooh. so I thought it was kind of you know kind of on point, but it does. Uh, they have found that there is a very good chance that cosmic rays could cause lasting brain damage and dementia, judging by a study that NASA uh, put out. Um, their statement, and I quote: "This is not positive news for astronauts deployed on a two to three year round trip to Mars." Exposure to these particles could lead to a range of potential central nervous system complications that can occur and persist long after actual space travel, such as various performance decrements, memory deficits, anxiety, depression, and impaired decision-making. Or they could just, you know, say they work for the NFL. But (laughs) it could take a few months of exposure for the time to begin. So if they were able to really ramp up the speed with which we get to Mars and have adequate shelter, you know, maybe, you know, we could do something. So they're saying that. they're saying that uh, cosmic rays from the trip, not necessarily from being on the planet. No, on the planet, Right, too. right. Well, there's... On the see, planet, too. Yeah, you also have to realize, though, right? Mars, Mars doesn't have the amount of magnetic field protection that Earth does. Yeah, they, It they, has yep. no ionosphere. Well, it's not even the, yeah, it's the magnetosphere. Magnetosphere. Yeah, it's the magnetosphere. Yeah, They've yeah. got pockets. There are areas that are more well protected than others, but they're not consistent. They 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 roam mm. on the surface. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They get stronger and weaker. So I mean it's something that's definitely gonna have to be done, and it looks like unless we can do something either to toughen us up or increase with technology, which I'm sure we will eventually, it's probably gonna be more of a drone space travel yeah i'm not sure how much radiation shielding the uh, the spacesuits give them I, I can't imagine it's too much i just i well actually they were there was a guy um i cannot remember his name 
for the life of me, but he was wanting to get a hold of it. was somebody involved with uh, the cleanup at Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. And he reached out to NASA wanting some of the specs on the spacesuits that were used on the moon because they wanted to use something like that so that they could get in closer to where the actual accident occurred. Mm-hmm. And NASA responded and said, yeah, you wouldn't want to use these. At Chernobyl, they provide like no protection from radiation right. whatsoever. Right. And he's like, then what What were you using to protect the astronauts on the moon? And he said, nothing. They weren't there long. Yeah, they, they had such a, a short exposure period. We were not there long. We were basically just saying, you know, keep that roast beef sandwich in your shirt pocket. It'll warm it right up for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. You know, I mean, you know, our astronauts, if you look at some of the, the debriefings they put out, they're talking about seeing like fireworks when they close their eyes when they were going between here and there. Not for, you know, super long, but when they were definitely going through the Van Allen. Right, right. They were seeing some things that cleared up after they got out of the Van Allen. But, uh, you know, maybe that's why, you know, they're a little bit twitchy. <laughs> Walk up to Buzz Aldrin. I don't think you went. Smack. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> what else you got? That's it. That was it. I just thought that was kind of nifty that, uh, you know. Oh, and I, I, I believe I mentioned this. I know I talked with you about it, but I don't know if it went on air or not, talking about how they were able to beam back sounds of a Martian dirt devil. No. I like a dust, I spoke with you dust about devil, that. right? Yeah, yeah, a little dirt okay. devil like we get uh, here on Earth. <clears throat> oh, I'm, and they were actually able to then. beam back because of the extreme sensitivity of uh, the mic on this most recent probe they sent out, that they were able to actually send back a wave so you can hear the, the Martian wind. Wow, that must have been a really sensitive mic because the atmosphere on Mars is so thin that you know sound does not well, travel well. It was well. primarily vibrations of the actual lander. Oh, okay. So you're you're hearing the wind on the lander, and that reverberation is what you're picking up. But I mean, still the the wind. Well, the, it's got something to do with their seismometer. Much. Okay, it's got something to do with the seismometer that they're going to be deploying here in a few weeks. Okay. So I what you got? I have just a few. You took uh, my Men in Black. Uh, article that I I looked at. I was going to discuss the trailer. Uh, The first thing that I have is about the Dark Crystal prequel. Uh, It's going to be a TV series uh, that's a prequel to the Dark Crystal film that, you know, aired in the, what, the early 80s? That scared the hell out of me. Yeah, it was. uh, Those, like, eyeless, like, bone dudes? Yeah, Yeah. the vulture guys. Yeah, Yeah. so it was a pretty dark movie, but it was aimed towards kids. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It it got me in the door. It was dark. I Um, had some bad dreams. So this thing has a stacked voice cast. So uh, it's got Mark Hamill, Andy Sandberg, Simon Pegg, Taryn Taryn Egerton, uh, Natalie Emanuel, Anya Taylor-Joy, Helena Bonham Carter, Eddie Ooh. Izzard, Alicia nice. Vikander, and Kegel Mike, or I'm sorry, Keegan Michael Key. So, and it's got Kegel. Yeah, Kegel. Sorry, you gonna name your kid Kegel? <laughs> <laughs> I bet she's strong. <laughs> Kegel. She and, can hold things strong. And it's got a cast beyond that. It's just, I mean, this thing is stacked. So, so is this uh, animated or CG? I think it's CG. It's it's okay. I don't I don't think it's full puppet, but yeah, it's it's like. It looks a lot like the original, so 
Live action? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Live action with a little CG thrown in there. Well, gotcha. I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I haven't looked uh, that deep into the actual puppetry. I don't know if the puppets are, are CG. Um, so you have capture, but found something. Ugh. Half-assed. So my next uh, article is about Mortal Engines. That released. I saw a couple trailers uh, for it uh, about a month or so ago. It's a movie about roving cities of death that fight each other. Based on a book. Yeah. Is anybody actually interested in this? I mean, it's got a a steampunk vibe to it, which is kind of cool. But I don't know. Cities that fight, fight each other? Yeah, right. I'm interested in seeing it. But only when it comes to DVD right. or Blu-ray or or streaming or DVD, whatever. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's just what I call it. Comes to DVD when it comes when it comes to the uh, not having to pay the high premium. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna go see this in theaters. I I have seriously next so. to no no. Uh, I I don't want to see it. Red Red just texted me and laughed at me. It's like, it's like, you can't even do it over the mic. You got to laugh at me behind everybody's back. (laughs) Thanks. That's the old man laughing at you for for calling out old technology. (laughs) Yes. Mr. Betamax called me out for DVDs. Uh, The internet's a fad. It's a fad. Oh, God. Oh, so. All right, that's all I've got this week. Anybody else have anything they want to discuss on the news? No. All right. So I'm going to announce on this episode that we are retiring the pod crawl. Uh, we do have some ideas for some other segments that we're going to introduce in early 2019, but uh, we are going to re- retire the pod crawl now. If you want to reach out to us and tell us that is a horrible decision or that that's the best decision that we've ever made, uh, feel free to give us your feedback. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at status underscore podcast. You can email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com. Uh, you can find all of our current contact information on our website at smoking and drinking in space.com. Um, so, yeah, uh, reach out I'm and let us know what you think. I'm Rob. See you guys next time. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it sounded like the al- outro does, that you were saying. It there. does. I'm just letting <laughs> people know how they can reach us. Did if I you, black uh, out? If, if you think that Rob is uh, the worst co-host ever, please reach out and let us know. <laughs> please do. Actually, I think he's rather cool. Yeah. Very animated. He is. <clears throat> so, yes. the Martian. O-M-G. Yeah. I really, really liked this movie. Okay. Then you need to read the book. I, You know, I know you've got other books you need to read, but... I've got know, a whole laundry list of books this, that I'm trying to this get is a This is a quick read. This one's a quick book. Okay. But it is it is awesome. Um, it uh, The book's a lot better. How so? And I'll give I'll give you an example. So um, <clears throat> they kind of they kind of well, one you get to get the inner monologue of Watney the entire time. Um, I thought they did a really good job of his inner monologue with his well, uh, video logs. Well, see, he does the video logs and everything in the book uh, as well. Um, 
But it's it well, what I would assume is the video log. You know, it's basically him talking about what he did the entire time. Um, but you get the whole you get the whole inner monologue. It's kind of it's kind of fun. Um, the the one thing that I wish they had put in this movie is in the book he actually shorts out the Pathfinder. Right. Uh, when right in the middle, like while he's doing the drilling thing, he ends up shorting out the Pathfinder and loses all connection with Earth all over again, and only knows that he needs to be at the uh, at the Mav on a certain day. Oh wow! And so so then he's all on his own. To make matters worse, there's a giant storm system between him and where he needs to go. And they have no way to tell him that it's there. Yeah, um, and, and st- the storm systems is one thing I do want to discuss a little later. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the storm. Well, so in the I book, wasn't impressed with the movie. I thought the acting was great. I thought that the scenes they shot were wonderful. But the basic premise of why he got left behind I have issue with. Yes. And how he lost his crops I also have issue with. And the reason I have issue with them is because if you're going to do a science fiction movie, but it's based on what we know about science now, it needs to be a lot more consistent. I agree. I agree. There were some inconsistencies, but the overall movie I, I enjoyed a lot. I, I was yeah, I was overall. able to to look past some of those those kind of foibles. Well, in the uh, well, my the, little Jason popped up. A couple <laughs> <times>. <laughs> God, that little Jason. The the now the the first storm system, yeah, was kind of. Uh, you want to hear what he said? Well, hold on. Everything started with oh come on oh come on. <laughs> the first storm system, I I agree. That's that's a little crazy. Um, the second storm system that he got into in the book, it, it was more of a a dust type storm mm-hmm. um so it wasn't it wasn't like it was bad and windy and everything it was just it was blocking out the sun enough that he was becoming more inefficient on recharging mm-hmm. so he wasn't going to be able to go as far and would miss his window okay that's, so, that's so more it, plausible yeah and, and it, it was there's some other stuff that they did that uh, yeah it made more sense, better. It made better TV, better movie. Uh, sure, but uh, All right, the Red. book itself is good. What do you got for us? There's not enough atmosphere on Mars to throw things around, to tilt over a rocket, or throw him and get impaled. Yes. And secondly, um, when he lost pressure, those uh, the human body. If you watch the news, what's standard barometric pressure on average? Uh, on average, it's one bar. Which is? I'm, I'm not sure where you're going with this. When you deflate a balloon, there was not enough air pressure in that dome to blast that entire compartment he was in and rip itself away from the housing of the other dome. Secondly, whenever you look at any of the plans that these guys have, they go with a naval model, tried and true. Every section has essentially like a blast door. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a hatch that locks to avoid what happened. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. This is this was the equivalent of a stormtrooper trying to hit a target. <laughs> no, so so in in the book, it is. Uh, didn't the, do the book. Well, I understand that. I understand that. But what they were trying to do is the whole it uh, the canvas, the hab canvas. Um, from from the uh, decompressing and compressing, you know, of the airlock and everything, it went through so many cycles. And you're, we're talking what uh, Soul what was it? He was in like three hundreds by that time, wasn't he? Somewhere in there. Yeah. But anyway, so he had been there. This the the whole structure was designed for thirty one days. So he was going in and out of the exact same airlock the whole time, and eventually, micro fissures ended up. Uh, happening micro tears and then eventually it just gave way around the ring yeah but what he's saying is there's not enough pressure behind uh that airlock to blow it clear off of the the habitat so it It, might it might have ruptured and it might have torn down but it wouldn't have exploded like it did you don't think it would have pushed him pushed him back all that all the oxygen rushing out of the no the average the average amount of pressure that the human body feels that you're experiencing right now is around 30 psi yeah that's about right it'll fluctuate down as low as 28 and go as high as 34 before you start i mean that's when like your ears are popping on the airplane that's not enough force to even knock you off your feet you may rock a little bit you'll notice it You'll definitely notice it, but it would not have taken it straight off. It certainly wouldn't have sent him end over end 15 feet away. Well, and so, yeah, he didn't, did he have the, it was when he opened the inner chamber, right? Correct. Yes. So I don't think, I don't think it would have ripped the inner door off of its mooring either. uh Uh-uh. I think it would have. the. the the rips were happening happening around the inner chamber as soon as the sensors inside that habitat detected there was a sudden drop in pressure it would have overridden his trying to open that door or another secondary system would have dropped in place to prevent the rest of the habitat from being exposed yeah and he still would have had his he still would have had his suit on because he's following procedure. He still would have maintained pressure and there wouldn't have been anything, but I'm um, just, I, I don't even know if there would have been any damage to the crops. Well, if the, I mean, it wouldn't have taken a, a lot of, of exposure to the, the outside atmosphere to fuck up those crops. I mean, the, the right. temperatures so at night get down to like negative 60 degrees centigrade. So. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, they would have, and they would have been exposed to that for maybe six seconds. That's, well, that's enough flash, to boil out the water. Freezer. Yeah, that's sure flashing. it is. Sure it is. But I'm th- I'm being generous with six seconds. Yeah, I think I think the entire ripping of the of both the inner and outer hatch off of the habitat was was probably a really implausible. Yeah. I think the I think the outer uh, airlock area probably would have you know ripped and damaged. I'm not sure it would have you know exploded. I think just like that part did. in the top would have ripped and blown open like a balloon popping. Yeah, and, and then you would the have had would not have, and then you would have had atmosphere escaping, and then he would have been able to you know shut the inner chamber door and sure make repairs. Yeah, and it would have been fine. I'm thinking maybe one, two seconds tops. I'm being generous with six. So no, I don't think it would have been an issue. 
I did. There are plenty of ways that I think are more, much more plausible that could have resulted in him doing all this. I mean, first off, he is just a botanist. <laughs> hey. You know, I mean, I'm impressed that botany even knows how to deal with something that has xylem and phloem. Oh, my God. It's not like he was a horticulturist. <laughs> Jeez. Actually dealing with the big boys, the big plants. Oh, my God. Well, they cross-trained. No. Yeah, not. there you go. But no, um, seriously, uh, I, I, I think this, this, there's a lot of other very plausible human error, computer malfunction. Good old-fashioned, maybe they really didn't like him. Oh, no, there was a storm. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a storm. Secret vote. I don't know. Well, before so we start tearing down the movie more, um, I really want to go over what I did like about the movie. One of the things that I liked about the movie was they didn't portray the people out on Mars' surface as walking like they were underwater. Yeah. So Mars has about 40% of the gravity that Earth does. Um, mm -hmm. They probably would have had you know a slight hop to their step just because of the lower lower amount of gravity, but... They moved just fine. It it seemed realistic, and yeah, that was that was refreshing. Um, I I really liked the set design. Um, I thought everything looked great. In fact, it was probably a little more uh, design over function than what NASA actually uses. So um, I thought that a lander or the rover looked really good. In fact, I saw a, a segment on Colbert, uh, the late. Late Night with Colbert, uh, where Neil deGrasse Tyson and Stephen Colbert actually drove a prototype NASA rover on the streets of New York, and it looked similar to what they showed in the movie. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I liked I liked the portrayal of most of the science on it. Um, they did take some artistic license on some of it. Uh, they did use some... Uh, Plot devices that probably wouldn't have wouldn't have happened with the airlock being one of them, um, but yeah, and the storm, yeah, and the storm, yeah, the storm was probably the main plot device that was that was most improbable. Um, but the uh, the acting in this movie was was fantastic. I loved Matt oh, yeah. Damon's character, his charm. Uh, now, do you think Jeff Daniels cracked at least one joke about the poop being used for the potatoes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't from know. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just one. Jeff Daniels is such a, he's such an enigma. He does not have me. Jack Nicholson disease. Yeah, because he he does comedy he, so he well. Can he, all, does, he can go both directions. Yeah, he, he does. Oh, I love them in the newsroom. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is his characters are so far on the ends of the spectrum. I mean, he did Dumb and Dumber where he played one of the dumbest fucking characters oh ever. God. And he did the newsroom that was such a brilliant character. I, it, it's just phenomenal the range that this guy has of the characters that he can portray pretty much what'd you guys think i i, I kind of wonder if if you could even do a film with him and tom hanks in the same movie <laughs> <laughs> like damaging equipment with their acting abilities right i think uh i think matt damon was the proper character or proper actor for this character yeah i think he, um, i think he knocked it out of the park uh, you know he he has just enough of that quirkiness 
that the character has in the book that you know it, it really did it justice. Um, I agree, and, and you know, and and it not was not being familiar with the book, but right? I, I just right. think he did an excellent. Well, job. yeah, he I did, believed he, his character, right? Yeah. Right, and I loved it know, when he said, "I'm going to science the shit out of this." I'm I'm gonna gonna I love that line. I'd like to yep. have that on a shirt. That's that's a, that's straight out of the pages, man. It's I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. I yeah. am the best he's, botanist on the planet. The planet, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I am the best botanist. In fact. I am the most qualified person on this entire planet. Yeah, that's, that's right. He said that early, later on too. And yeah, but what really just, sucks is the same could have been said for me were I in his position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh hell. Yes. No, it's. I I thought it was great, and I don't think they showed enough of astronaut Johansson for me. Yeah. Cheesy yum yum. That's uh, uh, that's Jessica Chastain's character. No, right? no, no. Jo- uh, that is. Uh, oh no, that's uh, Kate Mara's character. Yes. Kate Mara. Yep. Yeah. She's she's pretty. I like yeah. her a lot. <laughs> so Did you catch that a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and I thought she did a really good job too. Especially at the very end of the movie where she's just given birth and she's like, yeah, yeah, baby's great. Turn up the volume. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, seriously? Got to see what's happening. Uh, one of the yeah. other wow. things I liked about this movie was I loved the optimistic portrayal of the Chinese space agency and their cooperation with NASA on this. I thought yep, uh, yep. I thought that was excellent. Um, you know, so so many movies, they, they tend to, to portray Chinese agencies as very closed off and, and kind of antagonistic. So I thought that we was... We don't know to this day the name they call their, their, their version of the CIA. Okay. So they're doing a good job on that. Yeah, they are. There, there's, there, there's still some murkiness in those waters. And you know what he was able to do on Mars that, you know, the Battlestar Galactica couldn't do? Make water. Make water. He yeah. made water on a fucking desolate planet. All mm-hmm. by himself. Which actually, yep. since uh, we've Well, had- so did Luke Skywalker and, and Uncle, uh, Uncle Owen. Oh, right. But they actually farmed for water. I mean, that was a that was a and a well established process. But since we've had rovers on Mars, uh, we've we've learned some things uh, since this movie came out, and it seems that there's a lot of water that's already trapped in the soil. Uh, yeah. So it's anticipated that all he would have had to have done was uh, gather up that water warm. inside the habitat, <laughs> warm it up, and then let it evaporate, yeah. and then just repeat the process. So yeah. Well, I mean, you know, science is always learning new things. I remember when I was a kid in school, they said H2O was like one of the rarest things in the cosmos, and we found it on our moon. Right, right. So. And <laughs> there's also a there's also a hydrochloropercolate per something or other. Hold on, <laughs> exact salt. There's a salt in the soil. Research on, on uh, the fly. On uh, oh, you mean that wet the stuff soil. they keep seeing on the on the surface? No, there's a salt in the soil that's actually toxic to to plants and and life. He would have had to have uh, he would have had to have removed that before he was able to grow. Uh, potatoes. Filter it through his NASA-issued space jock. <laughs> That'll yeah. get it out. Yeah, it would. 
Uh, we'll call that the Aries three tea bag. So per while he's looking, okay. There's perchlorate salts in, in the in the soil, so that would have been toxic. So there was a lot of um, there was a lot of Easter egg or nods to other things in the uh, in this movie. You know, you had he wanted to be Iron Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, he essentially wanted to be Flash because he was going to become the fastest man alive, going at twelve G. <laughs> right, right, right. And then you also got to you also got to like the nice nod to uh, Sean Bean with Project Elrond. Yes, and one does not oh, just yes. simply launch a probe oh, yes. to Mars. Yes, <laughs> yes, that one, that's that one I did catch. But I didn't think twelve G would make him the fastest man alive. They go faster than that on reentry. Uh, do they? I don't. Think no, I don't yeah, think the they space did, shuttle man. got up to. Fi- I think the space shuttle got up to fifteen. Why don't you figure that out? Research that. Out. <laughs> and on top of that, you know, that they had a perfect opportunity to make some sort of like Winter Soldier joke, and they just didn't. I know Bucky was yeah. on there, so yeah, you know. But I, I I thought it was really funny, you know, the whole Project Elrond. Yeah, you know, uh, having Space Sean Shuttle Bean, Standard Reentry, 17,500 MPH. That puts it right around Mach 25. How many Gs is that? Well, I mean, so you can't really... Gs is just how much you're feeling. I'm yeah. talking speed. Try. Yeah, true. I don't think he at 12 Gs that he's going to be able... To exceed what they're getting on reality. Well, I don't know. With Mars having 40% of the gravity that Earth it does, and well, he's feeling yeah. 12 Gs on that, right on that exit. That's pretty quick. Yeah, that's going to be pretty fucking fast. That's pretty quick. That's swift. Yeah. And even if it is... What there's, you know, what it is or is not saying here from what I'm looking up, he was also solo. As a rather than being in a group, true. So he could be the fastest man singular, right? As I recall, uh, Gordon Cooper still holds that record from the Mercury missions. I think uh, "fuck you, Mars" should be on a T-shirt. Uh, yep, <coughs> yep. He says that not so while many I'm times. drinking my soda. <laughs> he says that so many times in the book. It's just. Fuck you, Mars. <laughs> it's like Mars throws something harsh. at you and he, he Mars was out, just Fuck doing you, Mars. what Mars does. <laughs> he just wasn't ready. And I loved the idea of using a nuclear fucking heater to keep you warm. Oh yeah, an RTG man, yes. Yeah. So that was yeah. that was brilliant and actually very plausible according to NASA. Oh yes. Yeah. Well so so the the cool thing about this whole concept is when the book was being made, he, the author talked to NASA. Yeah, and NASA um, collaborated pretty it. closely yes. with the movie too. Yes, they did. Yeah, but I mean, he talked to NASA about this is completely plausible with what we know at that time. Two thousand eleven is when it came out, so I, I would safely assume what two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah, when he's doing the research and the writing. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the RTG is, yeah. And it'll toast the shit out of you. I bet it will. 
What? He should have. He should have tried to find a marshmallow. Nah. <laughs> what in the hell was that green shit they were drinking on the Hermes? Oh, it was probably like a protein shake or Creme something. Uh, it was. It was a kale <laughs> that kale was, smoothie. That was that was the contribution of the Russian space agency. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that was some form of vodka. That I'm is sh- a I'm color sure it was not sort found of, in nature. Yeah, I'm sure it's some sort of like. Yeah, like nutrient electrolyte replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your bones from getting too. Right. It's it's the anti radiation serum for for all them. Right. Free radicals coming through. All right. So, as you would imagine, I did look at this with a critical eye. Oh no! And I did have some problems. The the first of which is the the wind storms on Mars. Yeah, yep. Mars wind gets fast, but it's the atmosphere is so thin that it's not going to really do anything. It's not going to push a ship over. It's not going to throw rocks, large rocks around like that. It's certainly not going to throw a satellite dish into them and impale them with yeah. an antenna. Well, and what a lot of our listeners may not be aware of, that's why they don't use parachutes all the way down. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the landing uh, apparatus that they use for Mars are actual airbags. Mm-hmm. Airbags or retros. The last couple of landers we had, they came down to a certain distance on uh, parachute, and then they just they got rid of the parachutes because it wasn't slowing them down enough. Right. There's not enough air to catch that sucker, and they have to use retro rockets to right. fire. Right. Right. Um, and I also didn't buy that that primary antenna was the only fucking means of communications on that base. NASA is all about redundancy. Oh, my God, yes. And that's one of the reasons why I got so twisted when it came to the uh, explosive decompression. Right. So there would have been secondary communication devices uh, on that base that he could have used to, to so communicate they- back up to the, the orbiter. They they had they had one, uh, in in the book the secondary communication was the MAV. So no 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 no, the, no. they would have had a secondary communication device other than the MAV. No no uh, well no well what I'm saying they had the HAB, the you know the main antenna and then the other uh, option was the MAV. Yeah, what I'm I mean, saying they, is they, they would only have had, had the a, two. They would have had a secondary and probably even a tertiary mobile oh, device in tertiary. the HAB. I guarantee there'd have been a tertiary minimum. Yeah, they on, had on, a pair of walkie-talkies on on with NASA for missions That's like that. That's the fourth backup. Yeah, <laughs> with NASA for missions Signal like that, flares. they're going to make sure that they've got enough redundancies to to uh, to handle any situation that might arise, or just about any situation. I mean, if the planet yeah. explodes, there's not much you can do. But no, no, they'd have a backup planet. <laughs> Um, let's see. What else do I have? Not oh, water. So one of the yeah, not water. He was able to make water. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah. Um. So entirely plausible. One too. of the things that was really going to piss me off is I thought they were going to turn the Hermes around instead of do a a burn and a gravity assist around the Earth. Whenever they started kind of hinting towards that. Now yeah. one of the things that isn't really accurate in this movie is that would have been one of the first options that they thought of instead of 
you know, coming up with a program to launch another uh, probe or another rocket so, and take that time, they would have just, you know, accelerated so the, and moved around. The Hermes. Oh, you're talking about uh, slingshot around the. Yeah, the, the gravity assist. Yeah. 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 Well, no, apparently nobody had thought about that until Purnell. Um, because the whole thing was running off of ion, apparently an ion type drive. Well, the Purnell maneuver is uh, is well established. I mean, that's been right. around for a long time. What I'm right. saying is that NASA already knows about gravity assist. They used it around the yeah. moon. They've they've used it before. They use it on satellites yeah. all the time, um, and probes that we launch out into space. Uh, in fact, it was Voyager. I think that they shot around the around Jupiter to to get it to the outer planets. Um, well, and you don't want to stop that thing to try and turn around. That ion drive takes forever to get up to speed. Well, yeah, yeah. turning the ship around is is a non-starter. I mean, just slowing it down enough and then uh, getting it back up to speed would have taken a hell of a lot longer than than launching Shooting another probe. ship. Yeah, but um, the calculations to do the orbital mechanics to get that done does not take a supercomputer, and you don't have to be near the supercomputer to use a supercomputer. I can math. <laughs> All you need is the Googles. I mean, the, the, so, the calculations aren't that complex. So They're what really I'm not. thinking... It's just plug and chug. Yeah, what, what I'm thinking is originally it was quicker to get him supplies in the initial thing. Uh, it was quicker to get him supplies than to try to do some sort of rescue. Do the but it really wasn't. Yeah. I mean, they had to they had to cut down on safety inspections. They had well, to rush the yeah. manufacture. I mean, yeah, the the rerouting the Hermes was a much quicker option than building everything from and scratch. more reliable. Right. Well, well. So here here is here is the uh, the other issue, and that was. I think they weren't. They were also thinking the fact that they'd have to resupply the Hermes and that kind of stuff. And they weren't. They were like, well, I mean, I mean, they 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 stated it. You know, this isn't guaranteed. You know. Yeah, but it's we don't know how we're going to get them off the. It's a hell of a lot more guaranteed than their other options. And it's it's a lot yeah. easier to throw uh, supplies up into you know orbit to where the Apparently Hermes. Apparently not that can, easy. Well. It's not easy, but it's easier than th than throwing supplies to Mars. Well, yes. So it's yeah. it's easier to throw supplies up into orbit where the Hermes can intercept and grab them and go than it is to throw those supplies all the way out to Mars. Well, and I was wondering, why didn't they have a Canada arm of some sort on the Hermes? Because Canadians can't take maple syrup into space? I don't know. I know it's, it proved invaluable on our STS missions. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean they've, they got a, they've got a couple of them on the on the international right now. I mean it was it was all American except for the one German. So I guess it they just didn't have anybody on this mission. There were two Ares missions before, and there were two Ares missions scheduled after. So maybe there were some Canada representatives on those. I, I think he's talking about the the mechanical arm. Yeah, the Canada arm. The the arm, the the little robotic arm that they had on it the space shuttles. Comes out of the cargo bay. 
I have no idea what the hell y'all are talking about. <laughs> okay, so so on the space shuttle, the 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 old space shuttle, they have that little arm, yeah, robotic arm that comes out. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's what he's I, talking about. I'm just about. surprised they didn't have one on the Hermes. You know, when it comes to aligning any of those docking maneuvers they have with various pods. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, do you need an arm <laughs> to align for docking? The the shuttle didn't makes use things, it for docking. Things. The shuttle used it for you know moving things in and out of the the bay of the shuttle. Right, but I just figured they'd have something like that with all the arrays they had coming off of there. That it would be something handy, and they could use that to help snag onto any kind of pods they want to bring in. Yeah, I don't know. Design no, it's because they didn't I have. Ca- it's because I mean, they didn't have Canadians. Show. Maybe. Why um, did they have a can- Canadian arm? Because <laughs> it wasn't their turn in the rotation yet. I just, <laughs> that's what I thought you guys were talking about. <laughs> oh, um, fun. So what thing else? Is, Let's uh, pick it apart. Let's go. Liquid oxygen does not contain ammonia. So what? Uh, what are you talking about, liquid o- oxygen? So when they was, he was making the bomb to breach the... Uh, the airlock he said he uh was talking about you know how liquid oxygen or oxygen is used as a as a cleaner has ammonia there's no ammonia in liquid oxygen uh, is that what he said yeah there is in liquid tinkle though yeah ammonia is uh, yeah, nitrogen and hydrogen yeah there's, i didn't uh, liquid oxygen is o2 so i i didn't pay, i didn't hear the ammonia part I thought it was liquid nitrogen. No, it was it was liquid oxygen. Okay, so you got liquid oxygen, you got the sugar. Yeah. Um, and what and that does is it, it, it creates kind of like a, a nitroglycerin. Right. So it's really unstable. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know why they would have walked through a fucking space station with a, a, a an unstable kind of explosive like that. But They didn't. They floated. Right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They floated. That makes it all better. You know. It does. And they had it Changes in a Ziploc every- bag. It was fine. Oh, that's right. That Ziploc bag is is explosion proof. Mm. Yes. Yeah, you can put a spoon in a Ziploc bag, put it in a microwave, turn that sucker on, and nothing will happen. Nope. Nothing. Let's let's try it. I'm not science on the fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not particularly fond of how they wrote the commander's character, especially at the beginning. I mean, she kind of developed through the movie, and I liked her more at the end. But at the beginning, I thought she was a little indecisive, and I thought she kind of she beat herself up a little bit too much for the decision that she made um, for one person. I mean, she, she had to... Her, her responsibility was to the crew as a whole, not as one person. Right. She went right. back and looked. She did everything she could, and she still kind of beat herself up over that. And then when she found out she, that uh, Watney was still alive, I think she beat herself up even more for, for leaving when she really didn't have any choice per the circumstances. Right. Yeah. I had kind of a Mandela effect. Did you? I did. I fully expected, I could have swore that the commander died in his rescue. No. Her rescue. 
No, well, his, rescue and rescue and Matt. Oh, Dave. his okay, yeah. Nope, she's very much alive. Man, that yeah, I saw that. That would have sucked. Have a yeah, rescue mission to go back, yeah, to to save somebody and have somebody else die. Yes. So we saved Mark Watney, but now we need to have a funeral for the commander. Right. The hippie loving disco. Oh, commander! Man, a lot of disco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of disco, and I agree. Worst playlist ever. Yeah, yeah. He he goes on to it. Well, uh, also, um, in uh, somebody had Happy Days. Well, yeah, as, he was watching reruns of Happy Days. Reruns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I don't as, mind as much. That was a decent yeah. show, but. But one of the things I thought was a very human, very real moment. Was when he found out his crew didn't know he was still alive, and yeah, he starts cussing them, still cursing out everybody. I could yep. so see that happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and then and then the uh, watch it, you're broadcasting live. Fuck you. Oh really? Right. Well, yeah. Let me say something about the president. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I thought that was cute. Thunderstorms on Mars. I don't think that actually happens. No, that was a little weird. Yeah. So I think that was one of their design decisions to make it kind of look Yeah, look and I cool. I can't I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it disappoints me when they do that because I mean there's enough there's enough in reality. I know. You know, there there's enough drama without you don't need more. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh I think there's enough, um, you know, magic and and wonder in just being on Mars and experiencing that through the through yes. the film that you don't need to put thunderstorms and lightning on Mars. I don't I don't think that's warranted. If they'd pushed it just a little bit further, it wouldn't have surprised me to see those supposed pyramids or the face nah. on Mars while he's <laughs> launching up. Well, why didn't he just go a hundred kilometers the other way? He could have just went and stayed with the aliens. Right? Yeah. That secret base we have up there. Have Judd Hirsch come out? What? Just have him go to the base. You know, the secret base over there. (laughs) We don't have a secret base. That's not entirely true, Mr. President. Yeah. So I think the last thing I want to touch on is the part where he was calling himself a a space pirate. Space pirate, yes. International waters, and he could do anything that he wanted to. I just accepted that at face value. Well, maritime law doesn't quite work like that. So in international waters, you are subject to the jurisdiction of the flag you fly on your vessel. So since his rover had the American flag and his uniform had the American flag, uh, he is subject to the jurisdiction and laws of the United States. So he wasn't really a space pirate. Well, but he didn't have the express consent. Because... Uh, Doesn't matter. But what he was saying is that he had stolen something without them physically telling or actually being able to tell him that, yes, you need to take this rover and go there. So I think that a, has the whole thing with losing the, uh, losing the pathfinder. Well, he lost the pathfinder. He couldn't communicate. I think, and that's where that logic came from. I think him being a, a representative of NASA, I think he's authorized to take the rover and make command decisions in, look, in absence of direct orders. Look, okay. And I think being After on Mars is extenuating days, circumstances that he would be <laughs> authorized to take that rover to go save himself. You know what? 
you sit on Mars for 300 plus days, and then you can call yourself <laughs> whatever the fuck you I'm want. I'm thinking there's grounds for litigation myself. I think there needs to be a sequel, and somebody needs to at least, um, I don't know, cover the mileage. <laughs> Additional wear and tear. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. All yeah, right. You're, you're pretty free to do whatever you want when you're all by yourself. <laughs> What do you guys have? Oh, if you only knew. Oh, please don't. I'm going to get in my rover. I'm going to go roving. <laughs> I'm a pirate. <laughs> Yahar. What else you got? That's, That's all it. I, I think it's time for awards. All right. That's all I have. Space, Space Pirate was the last thing on my list. All right. Well. Um, but I liked it. I liked Space Pirate. So Red, who's got your, uh, who's got your Black Lung Award? My Black Lung Award. I am going to give the Black Lung Award to Doc Cottle. Doc Cottle? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of him because he made water. Nice. So Battlestar came back, so I was thinking Doc Cottle. Okay. Rob? This was a very healthy movie. My Black Lung goes to Watney when he blew himself up trying to make the water. Oh, yes. my God. I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> He was still smoldering. Yeah, yes. that was that's that's who's getting my black lung was Watney oh. after he ex- exploded himself uh, trying to make fire to to create condensation. Yep. So yes, yes. Uh, my head left. And, and, oh, and, oh. and then and then I'm sorry, but what I found funny is then he tried to protect himself by having a helmet and a mylar blanket. <laughs> right. Well, That'll you gotta protect do something. Me. Yeah. Right. I mean, he lost a lot of hair in that first explosion. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, my head lush award is going to go to the crew of the Hermes and that green shit that they drank because that had to be, I don't i don't know what that was, but that had to be alcoholic. What is this? That's an experiment that went wrong. <laughs> Rob? You don't want to know what it is, but it will give you a buzz. I said head lush. Um, I kind of, you know, just went with Watney when he would pull on the, 12 G's and passed out, you know, okay. just kind of, you know, almost like he, you know, they're, they're showing it in the picture and he's just rolling back and forth. Like he's just, just, you know, about to pass out from alcohol, you know, right. Uh, okay. Right. I was fully expecting to see somebody on earth drinking. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see that. either. I did really you? was. And so what I did was, um, on my lush award, since it wasn't alcohol, it was coffee. It was that, uh, little kid from JPL. Oh, Donald. Rich 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 he had all kinds of things going Rich through Pernell. his mind. Yeah. yeah I, I think he was definitely on, on a caffeine trip there. So he was definitely under the influence. And who's getting your player award red? Player Award's going to go to Johansson because she had a baby at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah, she uh, she definitely... Uh... Wasted no time. Now, was it Sebastian Stan's character at the end? I didn't catch that. Yes. So it yes. was him because it didn't look like yes. him. It was. And I didn't I didn't go back to, to, to see if that actually was. Chris Beck was the, the character's name. Yep. Okay, so that yep. was them. They did end up hooking up. Okay. My player was the same thing, Johansson and Beck making sweet loving on the way back home. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, we're going three for three because, uh, yeah, she's she's got mine as well with that yeah. with that little kiss before he went out into space to, to help save uh, Watney. Yeah. Well, uh, 
they they got to know each other real well. Yeah. So my purple hippo is going to go to Watney uh, for using Vicodin as a garnish oh, for his potatoes. You, that is exactly what I had, dude, was his <laughs> Vicodin-laced potatoes. Yeah. I'm out of ketchup. <laughs> so I'm going to use it's, Vicodin. No one can stop. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's funny. All right, who's got yours, Red? It's a three-way. It's a three-way. All right. So we are three for three on the last two. Well, I think it's the portion of the show where we pick our next title. Who's picking this week? I got everything shuffled. Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Yeah. No, we had to to scrap that because we couldn't find it. That's true. Um... You know, because this is this is this is going to be the first uh, episode, right, of uh, 2019. It is. It is. Um, let's go with 19. Number 19. I can't. Yeah, because I can't do 2019. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I want 2019. All right, this one's going to be a good one. It's uh, one that I haven't seen in a long time. I'm not sure if either one of you guys have seen it, but I remember this fondly as a child. Oh, God. Oh, More anime uh, with tentacles. No. Oh, God. It's going to be fanboy Jason all over the place. Fuck you. So this is one of Orson Welles' last films, if that gives you any hint. Mm-hmm. But next week... We are going to discuss the film where the Autobots must stop a colossal planet-consuming robot who goes after the Autobot yes! matrix of leadership. At the same time, they must defend themselves against an all-out attack from the Decepticons. Yes, yes, yes. This stars Orson Welles, Robert Stack, Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. It is Transformers the movie. Yes. You actually get to I see. Have to watch the Michael Bay bullshit. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I know. I'm no, just no, 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 no. No, you get to see cartoons. Curse, baby. Yes, sweet, sweet. Oh man, cursing. I remember. I remember when he said shit. I was in the theater whenever this came out, and he said shit, and I was like, oh, Spike can't say shit. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm we looking to, forward to We get to, to meet a whole new bad guy leader, too. Yes. Galvatron. Galvatron. And Omicron. Ah. Orson Welles voices Omicron in this. Oh, yes. Oh, that's, this is a good one. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to this. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, it's we, we need to take... We, I, I think you and I could probably do it now. <laughs> we got to give Rob yeah. a chance. I, yeah. Have I've you ever seen actually seen it. it? You've seen part of it? I've seen part of it. Yeah, yep. this is great classic all right then well, thanks for joining us our intro and outro music is welcome home by cambo pod crawl music is snack mix my machette if you like the show please rate and review us on itunes google play spotify stitcher Podchaser, and blueberry you can leave us feedback at smoking and drinking in space.com on twitter at status underscore podcast or you can email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com i'm jason i'm red why didn't you just like copy and paste the beginning to the end? Shut the fuck up. made easier. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm Rob. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>